Talk. This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All sports talk is on News Radio WGNS. Sponsored by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Insel. Here to help life go right. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ears Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Tanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this well, it's Tuesday. I'm trying to keep up with my days. Monty Hale joins me by phone. Middle Tennessee baseball not on the air today because of COVID in the Austin P camp. Uh, Brian tell, tells me 10 players were diagnosed with uh, COVID, so they've got a real mess. Monty, uh, you know more about COVID than I do, so, so I'm sure you're kind of <laughs> empathetic, sympathetic, or whatever about that. Yeah, it's... Um... You know, I'm glad I'm not middle, and I hate that it was Austin P too. Uh, you know, I talked with Coach Toman right. He was on the show with us um, uh, right before the season started. And he was talking about how many players he had on the team. He said, "You know, we got about 20 pitchers." He goes, "But you know what? We might need every one of them before it's all said and done." So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a weird thing. You know, I've got you know, it was like. Four of us that live at my house, at our our house, and um, I got it, and then my roommate got it, and then another one got it, and um, they one hasn't got it, but it's gotten quarantined from, it's gone from 14 days to 24 because somebody else got it. So I can only imagine how these athletic departments have had to deal with it. Well, it's affected Middle Tennessee's baseball team for sure. It's affected Middle Tennessee's basketball team on the other on the other side is a, a favorable, I guess. Uh, scheduled to play FIU in the Conference USA tournament. FIU ends up not being able to participate, so Middle gets a forfeit into the next round, and uh, and then we've got a situation in 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 uh, Memphis area in Arlington that uh, is not COVID related, but you got another situation where players aren't getting to play, maybe. Uh, it's coming from all angles, Monty. Yeah, it really is, and that that is a unique situation going on over in West Tennessee, where Arlington was playing, um, and then their opponent's um, coach got assaulted, and you know, and now, and, and and of course, you know the the precedent is pretty well set there. If you you cause a fight, the school's responsible, and. Uh, you're banned from postseason play not only this year but next year. And of course, they went to a um, a judge, and so they played the game. And they haven't announced um, as of yet, as as we're doing the show, um, when um, they're going to decide or not. And it definitely affects Blackman because uh, they they would play Arlington, uh, but if not, um, um. Uh, they would get a bye to the semifinals. Well, I think it's been ruled that Collierville, who Arlington defeated in the sub-state game, will be able to take that spot as opposed to a, a bye. And, and, and I'm not sure I can explain how that works. Uh, me either. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it's... Uh, we probably, yeah, Monty, you, know, you and I probably don't know just enough to be dangerous, so we probably ought to be careful about what we do or do not judge on that because I, I, I really don't know what the situation is for sure, and, and probably a lot of things behind the scene that we don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that's a nightmare for the TSSAA and the schools. You know, um, um, one idiot um, could spoil it all for um, girls that had nothing to do with it. Well, you know, talking about Blackman girls, they went through their COVID-related things way, way back, and it was really hard to know that they were maybe even going to get to participate in the season. They did, and now they've gone on a roll. What they won, 18, 17, 18 in a row. Yeah, they really have. And 
you know, they're playing like I think most people thought they would, you know, this year. But, you know, they were quarantined two, three times, you know, and just had, you know, some teams had played 10, 11 games. They'd played maybe one or two. So um, it just took them a while to get going. But they're definitely on a roll going in there. Let's take a break, Monty, and come back and see if we can't spend a little bit more time on some of these issues. And we've got a lot more going on as well. You're listening to All Sports Talk. If you want to get some barbecue, I'll tell you how to do it. Head for the Slick Pig and you're into it. Just walk through the door at 1920 East Main and your nose will send a message right to your brain. Say, mmm, smells good. And barbecue. Slick Pig. We got ribs and beans. Got spicy wings. Slick Pig. A Murfreesboro tradition. 1920 East Main. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. The masks are most effective when the people around you are wearing them, and they work best when everybody's wearing them. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. You know, you think of the country's economy going down because of all these things, and that's absolutely true in every single way. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Wear it in public and just get used to it. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. The Seagull boys are headed to the Blue Cross Basketball Championships after a 72-58 win over Warren County. Congrats to the Seagull Stars. They will play Thursday the 18th versus Oak Ridge in the first round of the AAA Boys State Tournament. Cleveland defeated Blackman 46-43 last night to end the Blaze season in the sectional. Coming up this afternoon at 2.45, Blue Raider baseball as they host Austin P. On Wednesday, the middle men will battle North Texas in the Conference USA Tournament, 8.30 airtime. And on Thursday, we've got coverage of Blackman girls in the AAA State Tournament as they take on Arlington. Earlier in the day, the Lady Raiders open up Conference USA Tournament action, 1.30 airtime here on WGNS. And we'll follow the teams through the tournaments right here on WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. And we are back, Tim Tackett, along with Monty Hale. Monty has uh, been out on sabbatical for two weeks, I guess, and you're hopeful to be in the studio tomorrow to, to go back and take your spot in the show. I will. I'll be out of COVID jail tomorrow. <laughs> And uh, you, you've indicated to me it's the real deal. Yeah, it really is. I mean, um, you know, and you, you know, some people they get it and they don't have a lot of symptoms. I think I, any symptom you could get, I had it for about four, four or five days, and it was uh, no joke. Um, I've never scoffed at it like a lot of people have to begin with, but ooh, I, I don't want that thing anymore. It's about as sick as I've ever been. Monty, let's delve a little bit deeper into our high school situation here. First of all, I, I, I know you, you want to, on air, congratulate Providence Christian Academy for their showing in the state tournament. Uh, the season did not start out like they were likely to be 
a uh, state runner-up, and, and certainly Webb School <laughs> was never – you could have gotten long odds that they could be a state championship, to be sure. But uh, congratulations to Providence Christian Academy on their season. Yeah, they. Um, that's a great season. And, you know, the year that they won it two years ago, I think everybody thought they were going to win it. You know, uh, they, sure. they were unbelievably talented. And a lot of these girls – Three or four of these girls were on that team. Uh, this year, maybe not so much. You know, they had their COVID issues. Um, they did play an aggressive schedule early that I think helped them. But they just got kind of on a run, you know. And unfortunately, there was a team in Webb that's just a bad matchup for them. Uh, for whatever reason, you know, you coached a long time. You know, some teams uh, you on a given year, uh, you might rather play the higher-seeded team right. than the one you actually drew because it's just a bad matchup for you. And, you know, congratulations to Webb, too. Um, they had, uh, you know, won four ball games last year. So they've um, they've done um, an unbelievable job with that program. Of course, and Tara James keeps doing an unbelievable job with PCAs. Well, I know you at the Murfreesboro Post, and we at WGNS do not cover Webb, but there's more than a few people that have kids going or going to Webb in Rutherford County because I know the bus rolls through here every day. Yeah, exactly. And um, uh, again, just a talented team. I mean, um, I'm not going to discount anybody who got missed basketball, but it's hard. To, it's hard to me to believe that somebody's better player than the than that point guard from Webb that's going to uh, uh, Miami of Florida. Real, really a great story. A coach came from UC Riverside, uh, and you and I both can say Riverside, California, and uh, Webb, Tennessee, uh, is two different worlds. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, bell buckle escaped my mind. but it, yeah. Family situation. And all that, but that might have been somewhat of a culture shock for sure. Well, you think about going from uh, assistant college coach Monty to high school uh, coach as well. That's that's quite a jump. But uh, you said four four wins last year. Uh, they were able to get the services of two players that tr- transferred out of Hamilton Heights in Chattanooga, whose uh, school shut down, and, and uh, I, I'm satisfied there was not a lot of recruiting or any recruiting, not saying that at all, but those kids had to go someplace and ended up at Webb School, and, and, and certainly they contributed mightily to uh, the success there. Yeah, and I have a friend, her daughter um, was um, able to qualify uh, academically and um, um, financial-wise. She would have been a freshman at um, – Cascade, but um, she was able to go in there and start as a freshman this year. Well, they had quite a season, and uh, as I say, the, you could gotten, what, a billion to one odds that uh, Providence Christian Academy and Webb would play for a state championship, but that's the way it worked itself out. Blackman girls, we talked a little bit about, but we'll come back to that, but let's talk about the, the boys' side. Siegel makes it to the state tournament. They're in a tough draw against Houston. Blackman boys uh, after defeating Siegel in uh, in the, the finals of the uh, what would that be the region I guess it was uh, or sectional what district I guess but uh, lost last night after leading much of the basketball game against Cleveland uh, yeah uh, Cleveland that's right yeah that one's probably gonna sting for him uh, I was told uh, that they actually led up like by three or four points with like 33 seconds to go and just didn't go their way, uh, but they had a, you know, they had their issues all, but a lot of the year, too, with uh, the COVID, but, you know, another solid team. Uh, they could have easily won that game last night. They didn't. Would have been nice to have two uh, Rutherford County teams in the state, but um, uh, Siegel, I mean, they were uh, the best team throughout the regular season. Now, Blackman did get them once, but uh, very, very deserving. That. That bunch has been together a while, and um, uh, they play like it. They play like a team that's senior-dominated, and um, uh, they kind of know where everybody is at, at all times. Um, got great chemistry, and um, they can score a lot of points. So uh, whoever beats them is going to have to score some points, 
unless they can really, really slow it down. Lots of stories out there, Monty, from last year's uh, not, not getting to play state tournament that are similar to Blackman boys who were there. And I know Coach Workman felt like he had a real shot to, to win the state championship, and that uh, opportunity was taken away from them. And, and as I say, it happened to lots and lots of teams. Kind of unfortunate. It's kind of good that those kids come back, but the seniors that were on last year's team, which was a bunch of them, not getting that opportunity. Yeah, they had eight seniors last year, and 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 Coach Wortman did think that it, it was going to be their year, the way they were playing at the time. And boy, to get it to get it snatched from you, uh, that's tough. I mean, it really is. And of course, all the spring sport kids lost their whole season, but to get to that to get to that point, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to go to the glass house, as they say, and get there, and then just have it jerked right out from underneath you. That was. That was really a, a tough pill to swallow. Siegel has been rated in the top five in the Associated Press pretty much the whole season long. And uh, I don't know if you're looking at the glass half full or half empty when you play Houston, maybe the favorite in the, the tournament in the first round. But uh, somebody tell you, you got you got to beat them sometime around the line, so you might as well beat them first. Yeah, you know, um, I think uh, they they played a challenging schedule. Uh, they, they're not going to be at all of um, – Playing a good basketball team, you know, they played a team from Mississippi, uh, Innsworth, uh, CPA over Christmas, and um, lost um, two of them by a point, and then they beat CPA in overtime. So they've been challenged by teams that are, you know, much like themselves. It's unusual to see District 16, which the Memphis Melrose, Memphis East of the world, not participating this year, Monty. They did not play in Memphis City at all. and uh, But a lot of those players found homes someplace else, and a couple of them ended up at our, at uh, uh, Houston, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, um, football, they didn't do much. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see what Memphis does. I mean, you've heard them maybe seceding from the – PWSAA starting their own organization. Uh, you, you hear a lot of things out there. So, you know, hopefully, though, you know, this COVID um, gets um, uh, we get it under control. And because uh, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, that just want to go see future talent enjoy the Memphis teams coming here because, you know, we've seen Penny Hardaway play at uh, Murphy Center. We've seen it a ton of great talent out of uh, Memphis uh, come and play at Murphy Center. That's for sure. Blackman girls uh, will be playing uh, opposite the number one seed if, if there is such a thing in Bradley Central. Uh, Jennifer Grandstaff in her first year there, uh, as you mentioned or we mentioned earlier on, they overcame a lot with COVID uh, to finish the season so strong in a very, very tough district and this year a very, very tough region. Oh, yeah, it was a great region. Um, you never knew what was going to happen from night to night. And, um, you know, it was top-heavy. I mean, you had four really good teams. Uh, but, you know, uh, you had Rockville came on at the end, pulled an upset, uh, and eliminated Stewart's Creek. So uh, they've got a very young team. That's going to be good for them next year. And um, it will be interesting to see um, uh, if it's the – usual suspects next year or maybe a little bit of a changing of the guard well oh i think oakland was probably the surprise team but wouldn't you think that uh finishing a second there and and, and it really had a shot to make the state tournament riverdale uh i guess fell a little shorter than what uh expectations might have been for them but their expect- expectations have been so high so long monty it's just at some point in time it had to it had to come to this yeah and i think they'll be a, i think they'll have a, a, a solid team next year um, as well, um, you know, uh, they've um, uh, they had a little bit of a COVID issue early, but uh, came back and, like I said, it just made for some great games uh, between, particularly those top four teams. You know, Blackman, Riverdale, Oakland, and Stewart's Creek, and uh, you know, I look forward to continue. Monty, let's get to Chip Walters with the Blue Raider Insider Report. When we come back, we'll follow up on his report and, and some other things taking care taking place in Blue Raider land. You're listening to All Sports Talk.
I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki from News Radio WGNS with a reminder that you can download the Weatherology app on your phone for the forecast at your fingertips. We can even send weather bulletins to your cell phone. Download the Weatherology app today. It's free in the App Store. Good afternoon. There's heavy traffic out here as expected this time in the evening as you make your way up and down Memorial, out past the airport. Uh, traffic's in pretty good shape, actually. 24 coming over from Davidson County up by uh, Sam Ridley Parkway back uh, down 24 all the way to uh, Manchester. Just watch your speed. You never know when you might need these guys. Free at last bell bond, serving Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford counties. I'm Commander Chuck with your... Uncle. If you're not waking up to the wake-up brew, here's what you've been missing. Did you know I can make noise with my left eye? <laughs> I, 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 I was I trying did. to get it on the microphone. Oh, you did. Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Fox Auction. We handle everything. Whether you're buying or selling a home or whether you're buying or selling commercial property, the auction is just so much easier, quicker, smoother. My wife and I sold our personal home. Fox Auctions helped us with that. The house brought about 20% more than we were going to ask for. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raiders sports. Hot 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Middle Tennessee. Play up, man, Middle Tennessee football, basketball, and baseball. Yeah, we got them. You're listening to the flagship station for Blue Raider athletics. I'm Chip Walters. Hear the games here on News Radio WGNS. Middle Tennessee win. Raiders win the championship. Your source for the Big Blue and the Borough. News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We come to you today from Frisco, Texas, the site of the 2021 Conference USA Basketball Championships. The activity got uh, is getting underway right now over at the Ford Center at the Star with six versus seven games on the women's side. And coming up tonight, there will be one uh, men's game, six versus seven. Middle Tennessee was scheduled to open play tonight at 7.30 against FIU, but uh, FIU uh, reported that they had COVID issues and were unable to make the trip. So the Blue Raiders move automatically into the round of 12 and are scheduled to play uh, North Texas on Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll have the broadcast here on WGNS and the Blue Raider Network beginning at 8.30 p.m. On the women's side, the Lady Raiders arrived at our team hotel today, and with that uh, came the word as well that standout uh, Anastasia Hayes has been named the Conference USA Player of the Year after producing one of the best regular seasons in league and Lady Raider history. Hayes becomes the eighth Lady Raider to be named a Conference Player of the Year and the first since Ebony Rowe in 2013-14. In all, Lady Raiders have been named Conference Players of the Year 10 times with greats Chrissy Givens and Alicia Clark, each earning the honor twice. Hayes leads Conference USA in scoring in steals while ranking second in assists in minutes and sixth in field goal percentage. Her 26.8 points per game is second nationally and is currently third highest in Conference USA single season history. Hayes and the Lady Raiders will begin quest for a Conference USA championship on Thursday at 2 p.m. And again, you will be able to hear that as well here on the Blue Raider Network and WGNS. 
All right, let's turn to women's soccer. Defender Caroline Manley has been named Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. That was announced by the league office earlier today. Manley anchored a Raider defense that shut out Old Dominion, leading MTSU to a 1-0 road win for their first win of the season. The Monarchs only managed 12 shots on goal, including uh, just three on goal. The sophomore becomes the first Blue Raider this season to be named Player of the Week since Peyton DePriest took home offensive honors in the fall, in the final week rather, of the 2019 season. Manley's also the first MTSU player to be named Defensive Player of the Week since Emily Jorgensen received the honors on August 31st, 2015. All right, Blue Raider baseball, scheduled game this afternoon between the Blue Raiders and Austin P. postponed due to positive COVID test results and contact tracing within the Austin P. program. The Blue Raiders are still, still scheduled for four games this weekend against Valparaiso beginning at 3 o'clock on Friday. No makeup date has yet been named for the Austin P. game. Uh, the Blue Raiders are scheduled to go to Clarksville in the not-too-distant future as well. All right, let's go to volleyball. Middle Tennessee's team defeated Marshall on Monday in four sets, 23-25, 25-17, 25-18, and 25-16. And for the seventh time this season, junior Samira Lawson Body collected 10-plus kills with 15 to lead the Blue Raider offense. Kayla Hanley wrapped up a strong weekend, tallying 14 kills and 12 digs to earn her second double of the season. And a final note in volleyball, after earning after earning two straight double-doubles this past weekend against Marshall, Taylor Isert earned Conference USA Freshman of the Week honors. That was announced by the league office this morning. All right, we'll have more from Frisco for you tomorrow right here on WGNS. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who will be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. And welcome back. Monty Hale joins me uh, by phone, hopefully in the studio tomorrow. Monty, you have your guests all lined up for tomorrow? We do. Andy Herzer will be in, and we'll be talking um, college basketball. Well, let's talk college basketball. Conference USA tournament uh, set to begin. Middle Tennessee men were in that uh, opening round, which is a kind of an elongated way to get to the state to the conference championship. But uh, won't play game one because Florida International ends up with COVID. Yeah, and um, it's going to be interesting. I you know, I think they could have. I think they could have beaten Florida International. Um, I don't know what happened to them this year. They they really went south in conference. Of course, Middle didn't do. They had one more win than they did. But I think they probably would have liked to got a game under their belt. Sure. In the tournament, because now you're going to play a team that's really good in North Texas, and you don't really know anything. You don't know a whole lot of, about them other than your scout, because they did not play them this year. 
Really strange conference season, Monty, by playing uh, two teams back-to-back, no home and away, playing on Friday and Saturday night. Uh, a lot of games postponed, uh, not played at all. Middle was involved with that a good bit. Uh, we're all longing to get back to regular next year. And, and on that note, not looking, not putting Middle out of it yet, but I think that we know the odds are very long of them playing past uh, the next two or three days. Uh, what is the future of Middle Tennessee men's basketball? Um, you know, we kind of touched on it uh, last week. You know, I just think they need a difference maker. Um, you know, whether it's a, a transfer. I mean, we saw what that did for uh, middle during the latter part of the Kermit Davis era. Although he he had he built it with those, uh, but then you had guys like Giddy Potts and um, Reggie Upshaw too. Um, but I think. Um, uh, they just need. They just. They've got to get you know better players. But I mean, even one. We've seen what kind of difference it makes. You know, um, talking with some friends of mine back. You know, it's back in the day now. But I, I think LeBron Bendy, when he came in, this was kind of when the the transfer thing was happening. I thought he changed the whole culture of the program, and they need that type of guy. Um, you know, and you watch everybody in this league got that type of guy that can go out and get 25 on a given night if his team needs it. And um, I think middle is more uh, – their their problem this year has been injuries, the COVID. But really, to be honest, um, inconsistent play, particularly offensively. Money, I remember back – 1982 when Middle Tennessee beat Kentucky at Vanderbilt in the first round of the NCAA tournament and it's such says ecstasy took place around here and the idea that that would vault uh, Middle to, to greater things uh, not much happened in the next year and the next year and of course we've seen the same thing after Kermit uh, run of three years where the team was just outstanding uh, now a little different story for Nick McDevitt when he came in the cupboard was more than bare and it's, so was the recruiting thing and so to build it back, we're learning it takes a long, long, long time. Uh, but the natives are beginning to get restless. Yeah, they are, and um, you know it's um, it's a tough business. You know, um, you got to win, and um, I don't think um, anybody had visions of grandeur of a championship or anything like that. But you know, it's time for middle. You know, it starts now uh, in the recruiting and that type of thing. It's time middle at least gets back up into the upper echelon, and I don't think that's too much to expect. I know the coaches expect them out, expect it out of themselves, and certainly the fans do. And um, speaking of fans, hopefully we'll get them back in the stands next year. Well, hopefully that'd be the case. But uh, I think one of the tough things that uh, middle basketballs had to face is is some of our worthy opponents from years past, uh, Murray State, let's say. Uh, Belmont nearby uh, have experienced such uh, tradition, and, and now you see even a team like Moorhead State. My gosh, what a ball club they must have to take care of Belmont the way they did. Yeah, and they've got, you know, when I was talking about difference makers, I saw two of the best freshmen in the country uh, over the weekend watching the OVC tournament. The little guard at um, Eastern Kentucky, is he's unbelievable. He, he Reminds you a lot of ways of John Moran and Murray, you know, who was with the first or second pick in the draft. Right. Um, I think he's an NBA player now. He's probably 5'10", 5'11", but he's going to have a spot in that league. And the freshman of the year in that conference was uh, the left-handed kid from Moorhead that wasn't even a projected starter. He didn't actually earn it, the, the starting nods till after um, a guy in front of him um, got hurt. So, I mean, there's an example of two guys right there that made their team so much better. And regardless of if it's the OVC, the SEC, those were players that I watched and said, those are as good as any two freshmen I've seen all year. Monty, it also kind of talks to the idea of how inexact the science is of recruiting. Sometimes you just never know for sure. You remember uh, – 
the Martin kid that came in from Middle Tennessee uh, several years back that uh, w- was uh, about 26 years old coming out of the Navy that ended up being one of the middle top players in high school uh, where he went to the same high school and graduated in the same class as my wife, and she had no idea that he was a basketball player, let alone an all-conference OVC player. Yeah, I mean, that was they're, they're out there. Those guy guys are out there. You know, the diamond and the rust that they say. And, you know, Morant, when uh, he got signed at Murray, he, um, there was a, it was like a travel ball AAU circuit. And they were, he was playing in a gym that wasn't considered the best players, you know, solid players. And, uh, the assistant coach who just became the head coach, uh, um, called his boss and said, you got to come watch this kid play. And the only reason he got to see him was because he was hungry and they had no food, but they did have a snack machine at the other <laughs> gym, and that's how he saw him. Am I not right that Giddy Potts was recruited kind of that way, that Kermit went to look at another player and, and uh, kind of honed in on Giddy and uh, ended up with him instead of the other guy and turned out pretty good? I think you're correct. And uh, another one that Paul's a former uh, Blue Raider great, uh, Tommy Gunn. They went to look at another player, ended up signing Tommy Gunn, and that, that worked out pretty well. Yeah, and sometimes you sign those great players, supposedly, and they, they fizzle, and we've seen some of that too. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I never put a lot of stock in stars and all that mess uh, because uh, you, you just don't know how a kid's going to mature physically, mentally, and um, that's why basketball is such a, a neat game. Uh, you, you never know what you're going to get. Rick Ensel's team, uh, Monty, ended up winning its division in the uh, Conference USA. But you talk about a, a rocky end of the season uh, against ODU, played uh, very poorly and got beat uh, double digits, turned around the next night and won uh, after trailing into the fourth quarter. Same kind of thing happened last week with Marshall. Now, Marshall, I think, beat middle 30 on fr- uh, Thursday night it was. And then middle come, comes back to win on uh, Friday night. But, you know, that that's a really, I guess, what you call ice cold and red hot team going on right now. Yeah, and I was interested to see how that would uh, go with playing back-to-back nights. And um, there were a lot of splits this year, a whole lot. Um, you know, it wasn't just – uh, just because you won the first one, uh, it made it even harder to win the second one. And that's why, you, I mean, there were a lot of splits. And uh, usually it was the home team would you would perceive to be the, the underdog in that in those matchups would win, would win at least one game. And, you know, you mentioned Western. Um, two, three weeks ago, I thought they was an at-large team. You know, I mean, they'd beaten um, – what they beat Alabama on the road. Uh, they had they beat Memphis, who's playing really well right now. And uh, but you know they're going to have to win the tournament. Monty, uh, as far as the women's team is concerned, uh, how do you see their chances down there in, in uh, Texas to to come away and get that NCAA bid? Traditionally, Middle is a very good tournament team under Coach Hensel. Um I'm not saying they're limping into the tournament by any stretch. They won their division. Now, they did have a couple of hiccups there. They lost about three out of four games. But um, to their credit, they would bounce back and win, you know, the next game. Like, Marshall beat them badly uh, last week. and But they came back and beat them the next game. But I, I like the way his teams play in tournament. Uh, they, they pick it up a notch. And um, – which we hadn't talked about this yet, but um, I know Chip did. But um, um, Anastasia Hayes, Player of the Year, that was kind of a no-brainer. She was about Player of the Week about every week. But, uh, and her sister, Aislinn, uh, both of them all-conference and Anastasia Player of the Year. But, um, you know, they're going to have to face a team that they hadn't faced either. So, um, you know, you don't know what a matchup you know, certain matchups are going to look like, you know, Rice has got the 6'9 girl, you know, enough said. Uh, that's obviously would be an issue for middle. And, um, but that women's league was pretty doggone good this year. It appeared to be. And then, Monty, 
Rick's team has always been yard oriented orientated in lots of ways, but this year, very much so, getting a a uh, maybe three, uh, possibly a four player having to play inside on the and and uh, not really truly having that big inside score the way they've had many years. No, it's um, uh, you know, Courtney Whitson goes about her business, but she's about as you know she can be deadly from outside, um, you know, and it you know tournament time it's usually the guards that uh, are the difference makers and I'm sure they're hoping that will be the case. All right, let's take one more break and we'll come back and finish things up with Monty Hale on All Sports Talk. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. Good afternoon. There's heavy traffic out here as expected this time of the evening as you make your way up and down Memorial, out past the airport. Uh, traffic's in pretty good shape, actually. 24 coming over from Davidson County up by uh, Sam Ridley Parkway back uh, down 24 all the way to uh, Manchester. Just watch your speed. You never know when you might need these guys. Free at last bell bond, serving Davidson, Williamson, and Rutherford counties. I'm Commander Chuck with your on We do it your way at Pizza. Order a royal feast or create your own pizza online now at SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. Hello there, this is Lenny Farmer once again for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. Moms and dads, I have something you need to know about your kids. They won't bring up the issue of funeral plans because they feel it will make you uncomfortable and consider it your business. Although they might hope you would take care of these sensitive issues on their behalf, they'll leave that up to you. So, what do you say? Can we talk? Call me at 615-893-2422. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home and Cremation Services. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. And we are back. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank with offices across the state of Tennessee, several here in Murfreesboro now and uh, nearby Woodbury. First Bank, great service there, great smiles. Anytime I go into this office, I encourage you to use First Bank for any of your banking needs. Monty, let's talk a little bit about baseball because the Middle Tennessee baseball team is off to a nice start at 7-3. They got off to a pretty good start last year. What a difference in in two years, really, that uh, we've seen pitching last year very encouraging, didn't get the chance to finish it up. This year, again, the pitching staff looks like it's got a chance to be pretty good. Yeah, it does. Um, they're, I think they're third in the league in ERA, uh, first or second in strikeouts. Uh, opponents bat. You know, you look at all the statistics and analytics. I mean, clearly their pitching is is their strength at this point. As a team, only hitting uh, just under hitting under two forty as a team. Now they do have nine homers, which I think is third in the league. Um, but uh, they're going to have to get their bats going. But right now, shoot the Brown kid that transferred from um, Vanderbilt and Whittington, who's um, uh, this is his third year here. And um, um, they just um, they've done a great job out of the pen. They they throw strikes, and you know, um, one thing they do do offensively, they already have like twenty. 729 stolen bases. So when they get people on, they they can run. Uh, but so far, it's kind of been manufacturing runs. 
but again, a seven and three, great start. Monty, uh, I was watching uh, the one of the best baseball games ever played, Cincinnati and in Boston in the uh, nineteen seventy five World Series, and in the final inning, of the ninth inning, Louis Tion had made one hundred and fifty five straight pitches. The manager goes out and leaves him in the ball game. You know, that just does not happen anymore. You mentioned 20 players, pitchers on the middle staff. That's really where we are now, that very few pitchers are expected to pitch more than three or four innings. No, uh, I mean, you know, those days of, you know, guys like Teon, they're throwbacks, you know. Uh, You you hit your pitch count, you're out, you know. And, um, uh, I mean, and then there's no – it's ands or buts about it. When you reach that point, uh, particularly early in the season, you know, and even more particularly in college. Middle Tennessee football will get into spring practice before long. Monty, a uh, story that uh, was a non-story as far as I'm concerned, at least when it hit, was uh, uh, Channel 5 did his deal on Brent Stockstall and uh, nepotism rule being challenged uh, two months after it was announced that he was going to be there. First of all, uh, I think Brent's going to be an outstanding coach and glad to have him on staff no matter who he belongs to. But uh, uh, already president at, at MTSU, and, and then the story broke loose that uh, there's four situations like that in Knoxville taking place. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, this, this is a subject that just grates me. And, you know, Tony Franklin, you know, he's got good contacts. He's He's, he's gone out and throwing everybody under the bus and, you know, when he was asked on the Paul Feinball show, you know, about how do you become a – what advice would you give the co- – what advice would you give someone wanting to coach? Um, said, well, have a father who's a head coach. And I just thought that was just classless, um, a backhanded, unnecessary um, jab at Brent. Uh, Brent carried his butt for four years over there. So, as you can tell, I get a little warm about this one. <laughs> well, you can talk to Greg Wyatt at Siegel High School, and, and I'm satisfied he would tell you that uh, even at that age level, at the high school level, he would said Brent Stocks was going to be an outstanding coach, and I think that's the way it's going to turn out wherever he ends up. Yeah, and it's, um, it's you know, and he's the guy, kind of guy we need, a young guy. You go out and recruit and, um, be, you know, understand these today's players. Uh you can't have all good coaches that are all fossils. You got to have young blood in there, and uh, I, I thought he was the perfect hire. You got a, a new offensive coordinator, Tony Franklin, did leave uh, a younger guy there as well, and it, it appears he's got a bit of a different philosophy as well. And we may see a little bit more running attack at Middle Tennessee, a little bit more tight end being used not only as a pass receiver but as a blocker. Uh, your thoughts on that? I love the tight end. I think there. I think it's. I mean, you look in the NFL. It's the most. You think of your most dangerous playmakers. The, the tight end and cats. They're they're right up there with wide receivers because they're they call, they create so many um, mismatch problems and um, and matchup problems. And um, I do think you're going to see middle run the ball more, um, but they got to have the horses to do it. That's always been the case. I know the fans I'm around, it's just been a tradition almost. Where's the tight end? Where's the tight end? Well, we may find that out this year. Apparently, Middle's got a couple of horses, though, in the, in the running game. And a new man at quarterback, a, a very good uh, quarterback transferred out, a different style quarterback, but a young man from North Carolina State who's played a lot of football, Monty, and, uh, on, and led to many wins at North Carolina State, will be probably behind center this year with a a couple transfer running backs as well, one from West Virginia and one from Florida State. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the quarterback coming in. You know, I think what NC State won eight games last year. Um, he does, it looks like he does a pretty good job protecting the ball. Um, and, you know, it'll be a, yeah, he's not going to be a runner at all like Asher O'Hara. But, um, uh, I, I'm like you, though. I think with a new coordinator, it's going to be a totally different look, you know, maybe more of a pro-style look. Scott Schaefer came in his first year, Monty, and I thought just turned the defense around. The last couple of years, it's been tough as well. It, it tells you about players. Scott, Scott Schaefer can coach football for sure, but they're going to have to see some improvement on the defensive side as well. Yeah, they got to start with, you know, 
getting the pressure on the quarterback, um, containing the run. I mean, it's hard. I mean, you, you, you don't have many defenses out there anymore. If you give up 25 points a game, um, you, you should have a good chance to win. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, you know, that's, the, that's an ongoing battle with them right now is on the defensive side of the ball. And what's strange is, man, they'll play lights out one week, and then the next week you're like, what, what happened to the defense that we, we saw last week? Maybe something about that matchup thing that you talked about before that uh, some teams don't match up so well, and I th- maybe maybe that's it, that they're okay with some offensive styles and not okay with some others. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, it will. I mean, next year is going to be an interesting year. You know, they, they've had two back-to-back uh, down seasons. You know, this year I just kind of just kind of wipe that out of my memory bank, though. Um, um, I, I want to see, you know, they got some, some different things going on now. And, uh, again, hopefully the COVID will be out of here for the most part and we can get back to a little bit of normalcy. And um, it's going to be an interesting year. One of, my, one of the regrets of last season for me was the fact that Middle Tennessee finally played at West Point, which is a place I would have loved to have gone uh, and it would have gone in any other year. Last year didn't get to go to that, and, and that was disappointing because that's a venue I'd love to see. Yeah, I would too. I remember when um, Coach Donnelly back in the day was a finalist for that job, you know, and he told some really neat things about, you know, just the, the tradition, the beauty of it, the, you know. I mean, when you, when you go back in the annals of time, the football army uh, was a national power. You know, and they're not too bad right now either. Not too bad right now, that's for sure. We've covered a lot of ground, Monty. Tomorrow you'll be back in this chair, and I know I look forward to that. And uh, so will our listeners. Uh, hopefully everything goes well, and uh, look forward to getting that done. Thanks for being on with me today. You'll take the captain's chair tomorrow. All right. Enjoyed it, Tim. All right. Monty Hale, Jr. on All Sports Talk. He'll be here tomorrow with Andy Herzer. Be sure to stay tuned. and. WGNS Radio for all the uh, high school and college sports that you can stand on uh, 1450. That's going to wrap it up for today. Talk to you tomorrow. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.